Star Wars 7x7 episode 487. Today we take a look at the newest novel in the Star Wars canon. It's Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company, just released today. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven-minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and yes, indeed, today's the big day that the latest novel in the Star Wars canon comes out. It is Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company by Alexander Freed, and it is a novel that is definitely tied in some manner to the video game Star Wars Battlefront, at least in name only, but as far as how it actually ties to the video game itself, well, gee, it's a little difficult to say. One of the things that I'll mention right off the top is that there is a significant amount of action on the planet Sullust, and we know that that's one of the four planets that is appearing in the Battlefront video game, so it may be the case that we are going to be playing a battle related to what we just read about in Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company, but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Let's tell you first about what the general novel's setup is about. So the novel focuses on the 61st Mobile Infantry, better known as Twilight Company. This is a rebellion force, mostly made up of in-the-trenches grunts and a couple of starships flying around and a couple of X-Wings for support. And they're traveling together as part of what they call the Mid-Rim Retreat. In other words, all of the planets that they had started to gain footholds on in their battle against the Empire, they start having to retreat from. And this happens during the time period between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Now, the action does not solely stay within that period. It does jump to uh, flashbacks uh, and such before that, but most part, we're staying in between that classic original trilogy place. And it focuses on Two characters in particular. One is Hazram Namir, who is an officer in Twilight Company, and Every Chalice, who is the governor of Haderal Prime. And Haderal Prime is one of the planets that Twilight Company happens to be on. They capture Every Chalice, and that sets in motion many of the events of the main spine of the novel. Now, Chalice is a protege of Count Vidian, and if that name is not familiar to you, then Count Vidian is the villain who appeared in A New Dawn, the first uh, novel of the new canon by John Jackson Miller that focused on the first meeting of Kanan Jarrus and Harris Nula. So Chalice claims that she has tons of logistical information and specialized knowledge that essentially would reveal to the Rebellion how the Empire works. And I mean that from an actual functional perspective to the point where she can provide tremendous strategic information to the Rebellion to help cripple the Empire's war machine. And this drives the events of the novel. Now, I will talk a little bit more about what happens in the course of the novel over the next three days as we talk about the Rebellion side of the equation tomorrow. And we'll talk about the Empire side of the equation on Thursday. And we'll also talk about one particular aspect of the novel that was thrilling to no end on Friday. One particular location that intersects with the events of the original trilogy. But for the time being, uh, let's keep it at the top level about the novel itself. So... In tone, it's similar, I guess, closest to of the new canon novels, portions of Lords of the Sith, where 
there was a lot of military action that was happening in the attempt to take out Vader and the Emperor and attacking the Star Destroyer with all sorts of different uh, weapons and and things that had been collected over time to create this one big shot at taking down the power and the you know the elite power structure of the empire but it's definitely much more in the trenches than that and it is really remarkable in that way i think the thing i enjoyed most about it was that that freshness of perspective and if this is the sort of thing that we're going to get with rogue one then it's kind of thrilling to see different kind of look for the Star Wars universe. It's a little more cynical. It's a little more world-weary or galaxy-weary, I guess you would say. Though occasionally there does seem to be a mentality where if one section of a planet has been conquered or destroyed, that that actually somehow equates to the whole planet having been destroyed or falling into the Empire's hands or the Rebellion hands. And I can't imagine that it's really that simple in real life or if it had been real life. That and the fact that as a novel it reads more like a series of campaigns than a novel are probably what my chief complaints would be about the book. And unfortunately there's a lot you know, of jumping back and forth in time where it's not always clear where you're supposed to be. Um, references to the Clone Wars or after certain sieges or certain campaigns doesn't allow you to very easily construct the time frame in your head even though they give you the the points in the time frame for you to be able to construct it. But ultimately there is definitely a lot to enjoy about the novel and again we're going to dig in more over the next three episodes of the podcast and tell you all about it. Hey Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that you need to get in front of a bunch of Star Wars fans, then I've got an idea for you. I'm looking for a sponsor to get the entire Star Wars 7x7 team over to London for Star Wars Celebration Europe next July. And we get a ton of exposure when we do Star Wars Celebration podcasts. Not just the regular episodes, but the bonus stuff, and all the in-person stuff too, not to mention all the live streaming video we do. So if that's something of interest to you, then reach out via the contact form at sw7x7.com and let's talk. All right, we've got a little trivia to settle before we go. Lucky, lucky, cemetery. Last time we asked you who was the first rebel to infiltrate Jabba the Hutt's palace, that was Lando. Today's question, what admiral brought his fleet out of hyperspace too close to the Hoth system? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you pick up another pathetic life form, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a pod race bet, it's destiny unleashed. podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.